This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the Manly Warthog Man Cave, and we are have a special show for you today with a special guest we'll introduce to you in just a moment. Uh, first of all, we're in the Melton Law Studio, 50 years of experience, the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, a great sponsor here. And, of course, Crime Prevention with John Pastore, Randy Elrad. Protect us 24-7, 365. Check them out at cpss.net for all your security needs. And um, we are going to uh, discuss today with my longtime friend and our great Florida senator from this area, Keith Perry, who has done a masterful job in working to get something on the ballot that really is an example of voter suppression for me since I've been involved with this for 20 years now. And what we're about to talk about, although we'll talk about what basically whatever you want to talk about with the senator, but this is one of the things we've got on our minds. It's a single member district issue, of course. And to my mind, it's a case of voter suppression because uh, as I said before, a simple majority could put this on the ballot just as you put wild spaces or something of their liking on the ballot, but they choose not to. So we go every 10 years through the arduous process of the charter review, which is rigged with sycophants of their liking, and we get voted down again. And then they say, well, the people can do it. Well, the people can't do it without a lot of expense, a lot of travail and woe that they shouldn't have to go to. Meanwhile, the uh, commissioners are using your tax dollars to fight us, the people whom they represent. And this has gotten to be so frustrating. And thankfully, at long last, on the part of Chuck Clemens and, and, and Senator Keith Perry, we got this uh, listened to at the state level and this placed on the ballot with their tremendous uh, sweat equity and commitment and to this uh, project being simply presented to the voters. No one really knows the outcome of this until the voters vote. Now, one of the reasons we're running these shows with people like Senator Perry and some others we've had on, we want to educate you about what is going on here. So if you have a question, put it in the chat line and we'll certainly address it. Uh, Keith, thanks so much for coming on the show. We've been talking about doing this for a while and it really is a, a timely subject. I want to thank you for uh, putting this out there for the people to address. Well, thanks for, you know, look, Ward, thanks for what you do every every day and continuing to get out to the voters and educate and, and enlighten and give us some information and let them make an informed decision. That's the key. Uh, you know, you bring up a, a couple points where you were talking. One is uh, that the county commission would expend taxpayer money to make a commercial uh, to oppose uh, on a political bias. Now, we passed a bill. Matter of fact, we had a bill passed last um, session that uh, prohibited that. 
the county still decided to keep it up on their website and promote that. They called it, they were giving it out under the uh, Freedom of Information Act. Uh, they were disseminating that information. But, you know, people don't want their tax dollars spent on political ads. That's not what government should be doing in the political business. But but we passed the law saying you couldn't do that. Uh, so, you know, look, this is a this is a clear choice for the voters to make. It's it's up to them. It's not up to me. You brought up another point, like I said, you brought up a bunch. One is that we are criticized because Chuck Clemens and myself got this to be put on a referendum. There's three ways to do it. Uh, the Charter Review Commission, you can have the um, uh, citizens do a, a, a petition vote, or you can have your legislators do it. And so there's three ways to do it. And for somehow, there's three legal constitutional ways to do this. And somehow the fact that we got it done through the state legislature is the wrong way. I mean, you know, oh, well, it's, it's constitutional. It's the right way to do it, but it's wrong because, uh, you know, just because, again, they don't want to talk about the policy. They just want to talk about uh, distractions and that. But the voters are going to have a clear choice. We're going to go out. You're going to go vote. And you're going to say, listen, I want representation. I live in the city of Alachuay. I live in High Springs. I live in Waldo. Uh, I want the people, my neighbors, to be able to elect who we want to represent us in the county commission. And that that obviously does not happen right now. Uh, it's clear. If you go back to Commissioner Cornell's race against Pastor Thorpe, uh, Pastor Thorpe in East Gainesville uh, won 62% of the vote in his district, 62%. But because the people in western Alachua County and the people in downtown Gainesville vote for all five county commission seats, um, Pastor Thorpe lost countywide by four points. But so Commissioner Cornell apparently um, likes to keep his job and job security, and he doesn't want to have something that would give the people in East Gainesville an opportunity to elect the people they want to represent them. And they're coming up with all kinds of ideas uh, why it's unfair and, and pushing that. But clearly, um, again, it's, it's not up to me. It's not Representative Clemens. It's up to the voters to decide. Uh, but it's a big deal, a big issue. They don't care about black votes. They don't care about minority. They care about power. They care about maintaining their power. Um, you could have Stafford Jones on. It could really talk about the, uh, uh, you know, how they've structured uh, the, the Democratic Party in Gainesville to really eliminate opportunities for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of Democrats are eliminated outside of that little uh, party structure that they've created. Well, the only, and ironically, the mention of uh, the fellow who was defeated um, countywide, but one in his district, is a black fellow himself, a great guy. I've had him on the show. He would have been a great commissioner. And he would have recommended uh, the point of view of the people who put it in uh, very accurately with a lot of integrity. I have a lot of regard for him. Um, talking about Cornell, one of the things that bothers me about Cornell, many things do, but... Um, you know, I was a city manager, so I really feel the county managers should have already told the commissioners to stay out of this because you have a conflict of interest. Um, you as a commissioner, Cornell, have a, uh, you will have a conflict of interest. This could actually eliminate your position or make your position uh, uh, different. So why are you talking about it with public dollars? Uh, what is your point with public dollars for advocating something we wouldn't let you do this if it were some deal you were involved with, which I had to deal with, Keith, and, and when I was a manager of Archer, we had a commissioner who was a real estate agent who was evaluating city real estate values. And I called that commissioner in and said, you can't do this. You can't vote on this as a commissioner and still go out as a 
as a real estate person and evaluate. So I eliminated that right away and she had to recuse herself. I don't see much difference between that and what Cornell is doing. No, not, none at all. I mean, Cornell uh, would not be the commissioner under single member districts. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a clear, clearly that his job and he's protecting his job under these circumstances. And, and, uh, and, uh, and also think, think about what him and others have done. They pushed this into it's a not fair for minorities. Well, clearly they're not using any kind of data. I mean, if you look at if you look at his race, he only got thirty eight percent of the vote. Uh, Pastor Thorpe got sixty two percent in that area. So, so clearly based on that race, now things changed. I don't know, uh, but we can have another runoff, another race to see. But uh, clearly in that race, his job would have been eliminated, and and so is he out just to protect his job. When he said, when he says he's not to protect his job, when he says he's not to protect minorities, but you took your job from a black guy who got overwhelming support in East Gainesville, uh, that's that's obviously not true, and it's very disingenuous. And I hope people see through that. Uh, but I tell you what, he's done a great job with some of the others. If you go into East Gainesville now, there's a big battle line being drawn, and you know, look, everybody's busy, everybody has jobs, everybody has stuff to do, so you can't really. Uh, uh, have time. A lot of these, a lot of people in the county don't have time to really dig deep. But if you look at the east side of Gainesville, if, if that message is brought forward truthfully, uh, I think you'll see a big, a big shift in in, in the policy in the uh, voting over there. But again, if, if they're being told something that's totally not true, um, you know that that's a, that's unfortunate, and it's unfortunate that an elected leader uh, would do that. Yes, it is, and it's. Um the question becomes what uh, accountability can be brought to bear on him. And we already talked about really the county's breaking the law. If you at the legislative level passed a law that said thou shalt not use taxpayer funds to advocate for a political position that particularly you're involved in, can he do this with impunity? I mean, did this get away with it because nobody is going to bring them, you know, to court? So, so, so what happened is the, Let's think about this, Ward. Think, think about what happened. We have to pass a law to stop local governments from producing political commercials, paying uh, taxpayer-funded political commercials. You would hope people would be, and not not all commissioner, not all cities and counties throughout the state do this kind of thing. Uh, Alachua County did it. Uh, Mark Sexton got together, produced it, and, and directed that thing and paid for it uh, through county money. But um, but even if even if you did it and it was legal at the time, it is unethical in my opinion. Uh, but now to keep promoting it and to say that we're giving the information, this is what they're doing with that commercial. Uh, they're giving it out. They're saying people wanted it because of a Freedom of Inf Information Act. They have to have it. Well, first, they could take it down. If, if you want to make a little side bet here, I, I would bet if we went and looked at official um People wanting a Freedom of Information, a request by the Freedom of Information Act, I bet we find zero. I bet we find zero people. What I think is they just say, where are hey, how do I get a copy of this? And and uh, Mark Sexton and the county provide it for them. But again, it's it's clearly a conflict of interest. And it's also, even if it wasn't a conflict of interest, it's not government's role to be involved in political processes and, and, and from an, to educate them. And we left a, we left a guardrails in there. The county can produce a video now uh, that is an educational video. It has to be not uh, nonpartisan, by, uh, 
a nonpartisan issue and can't, can't advocate one way or the other, they, they can provide information. They just chose not to do that. Yes. So the question is, I guess they get away with that, which um, um, little through these interpretations of these so-called uh, rules and regulations. But with uh, Cornell, I believe it's the role of the county manager. The county manager should do what I did. Call Cornell in and say, Mr. Cornell, this is not your role. People yep. ask me why the county manager doesn't do it. I'll tell you why county managers don't do it. They serve at the pleasure of the majority of the county commissioners. Right. And, yep. and so they're scared to death. You know, it's a very rare, rare manager who can manage those commissioners and keep them in line. And I found that the trick is to make them look good. You know, well, it, it, and that brings, <laughs> yeah, that brings up a whole nother point that too. And that is what the commissioners, the current commissioners have talked about. They talked about the people in Archer, the people in High Springs, the people in Waldo or Hawthorne. They won't have representation because they need all five county commissioners. Um, and he talked about horse trading. They said, oh, there's going to be horse trading. Right now, what we have is we have five county commissioners all elected by the same group of people, and there is no horse trading. Why would there be? They, there's all the same group think. Uh, every single one of them uh, is pretty closely aligned in exactly the same way. And, and think about that, what that does from a policy standpoint, from a countywide standpoint. Think about it just in that uh, thing you got with the county manager. If you have five county commissioners who all believe exactly the same thing, a county manager can't stand up and tell one county commissioner that because you're telling all five of them, essentially. And, and five county commissioners, um, you know, you can't buck the trim of five of them. Matter of fact, this is this is another thing to think about this group think that they have. Uh, who do they represent? Who do five county commissioners that think exactly alike? Who do they represent? What interest? How about you know? Do they represent students? Do they represent farmers? Do they represent business people? Uh, who who do they represent uh, when you have five who think exactly alike? Um, and, and I can tell you one of the biggest issues that I have on a on a cultural uh, issue. You know, we passed a parental rights bill last year, and that parental rights bill was pretty simple. It just said that we are not going to have instructional material, kindergartners, first, second, and third graders. You're not going to have instructional material on transgender issue and all these other sexually related topics. Now, I think it should go through 12th grade. I don't think government has a role, period, zero, in trying to educate, if you can use that word, on our children on these issues. But the county commission voted 5-0. And I think Ken Cornell signed the paper to go to the governor opposing a bill that prohibited instructional material for kindergarten or first graders to be taught about transgender issues. These are five county commissioners that think exactly the like. Do you think they represent the whole county in that things? Do you think that that do you think there's anybody in Alachua County that maybe doesn't agree and says, "Well, may I think that first graders shouldn't be taught." that they're non-binary, that they can be a boy or a girl or neither or both. Um, and, and that's what you have. That's just one example of having five county commissioners all elected by the same group of people with the same mindset. And, and that's the power struggle that, structure that they have. Um, I don't think Lee Pinkison today, if Lee Pinkison uh, or a Lee Pinkison type person, again, this isn't a Democrat-Republican issue. This is, uh, this is just a different mindset. Lee Pinkison today would not win a primary. He would not be allowed to win a primary. He lives out near Archer and Newberry. Doesn't make any difference. He could win that area big time, but he'd lose downtown Gainesville. He'd lose the rest of the area because the structure, the group in power picks and chooses who's going to be their county commissioner. They did it with Mike Byerly. Mike Byerly was not exactly a conservative guy, 
but he kind of was independent. And if you, you know, you can love and hate Mike Byerly, but part of the thing that you like about him, he's principled and he never, he didn't waver from his principles. You may not agree with him all the time, but they said they had enough of him and they get him out of there. And they can do that, not because the people in his district want him out of there, but because the people in downtown Gainesville want him out of there. And and that's what you do. So, um, you know, another point, people have asked me time and time again, they said, Keith, they call me up or talk to me, said, all these students, they move here. They're here for a few years. They vote in our city races, in our county races. You gotta, you, we can't have uh, students voting. Well, clearly that's unconstitutional. Wherever you set up residence, whether you're going to live there six months or 60 years, if you set up residence and you register to vote, you can vote. Uh, and we legally could never challenge that or would want to. Um, but we can say, well, we're going to have all the students have elect their county commissioner, uh, just like they do in the city. They elect their city commissioner. Uh, we don't need to have every student uh, in Gainesville, which is about 70,000, uh, when you take Santa Fe and UF, and say, we're going to let those students decide who all five county commissioners are. It's not fair. They shouldn't. They should elect a county commissioner and a city commissioner in their district. So that, that's why this is this is the most important thing, in my opinion, on the ballot. My race for Senate is not nearly as important as single-member districts. This is the most important one, and I'm going to encourage, and like I said, appreciate you having me on. Your listeners need to understand, and they can disagree. They want it, but it's the most important thing, I think, on the ballot by far this whole election cycle. And people need to get on the phone. They need to call people. They need to uh, call me up. I got signs and stuff they can put up. I'm, I got volunteers working. Uh, we're, we're waving at people at polling places. We're doing that kind of stuff. Uh, but but we need we need every single person to understand the importance of this. If you want changes, my wife was out on a Tower Road Library. She's been there for the last few days uh, nonstop. She's driving home and she's looking at the traffic from Tower Road to the interstate going westbound on Arch Road. The, the traffic is backed up from Tower Road to the interstate. Why is that? Because of our county commission. The funding, we, we don't get funding from DOT. I chaired, I was vice chair of transportation in Tallahassee uh, on the transportation committee. We don't get a lot of funding. You know why? Because we don't ask for it. You don't ask for it. The state's not going to give it to you. And the matter of fact, the county commission, which we had to twist their arms hard and put a lot of pressure on, we got $17 million for 62nd Street. You know, the road runs behind the Oaks Mall there that is full of potholes. We had $17 million. And even though it's a city road, because it's the, there's some rules about the county, the county also had to vote for it. The county voted to not take that money. And it took a lot of work to get it where we can get that money in. Uh, and that money, I talked to the DOT uh, regional secretary about that $17 million. If we didn't take it, it was going to St. John's County. It wasn't going to be used for other roads in Alachua County. We get very little funding because the county commission and the NTPO does not ask for money. And so we're stuck with these traffic jams uh, on every road in Gainesville. Why? Well, it's, it's, it's by design. It's, it's not because you know, uh, different things have happened. It's clearly that the county commission and the city commission on that matter doesn't want funding for roads. They don't want new roads and they don't ask for money and we don't get it. But anyway, my wife was saying someone just needs to stand on that road with all those people in traffic and say, if you like this, just uh, keep voting the same way. If you want change, uh, you, you, you got to get out and support single member districts. 
couple of notes there too. I'll I'll put in there that well uh, that well spoken commentary. Um, Jordan Marlowe also made a very good point, which you suggested. By the time a Cornell or any other Democrat makes it through his or her Democrat primary, any conservative Democrat has been wrung out of the system. Uh, the Democrat Party is not going to send forth a common sense Democrat candidate. All you have to do is look at their voting record, look at what they do, look at what they advocate for, which you've alluded to. Um, I ran against Barley as a Democrat way back when, Keith. And to my shock, I was a neophyte then. I really didn't know what I was doing. Although I had a lot of connections with Senator Graham and people like that and worked with him. I found out that I wasn't liberal enough to be endorsed by John Reiskin, who told me that to my face, who incidentally is now 82 years old and looks in good health. I saw him the other day. And he just said, Ward, you know, that's not our choice. So some, Ward Scott doesn't make it through the Democrat primary key. That's one point. And Jordan Marlowe pointed that out. So they wanted an extreme environmentalist guy who at that time was, of course, Mike, um, who was always what he said he was. You got to give him that, as you say. So um, the other thing is you alluded to the MTPO. What a phony title. The Metropolitan Transportation Planning Organization is not metropolitan. It is populated by the city of Gainesville commissioners and the county commissioners. And the rule, as you know, municipalities have a non-voting one member. So, you know, this is the type of stuff we run into with a stacked deck. So when you go to the MTPO key and you want to advocate for roads, good luck. You've got all Democrat, no growth lined up there against you at the MTPO. And so the other point uh, really, uh, <laughs> it, goes, it goes on and on. So, so uh, uh, the other point that we make here is the hypocrisy that comes through. The so-called advocacy right now by the NAACP local guys which is in direct contradiction, as you know, to the national statement resolution on page 66 of their national resolution, because they're all in for single member districts. They feel that, except for the local Alachua County representatives. And so yeah. Ken Cornell has the audacity to reference something called, quote unquote, dark money. I want to talk with you a moment to clear the air about what dark money is. Dark money is perfectly traceable. You can go find it. It's gathered up by frustrated citizens who want to advocate for a position that their representative government will not advocate for or even hear. Right. Is that basically it? Yeah. And, and so and, and that was and I talked to a reporter the other day about this for for Commissioner Cornell. And they throw this out. Remember my last race with Charles Gostin. Now, Charles Gostin kind of got screwed because he's not a conservative. I mean, he's not liberal enough for a city commission seat. And they wanted they wanted him out of there. They don't want an independent thinker, white or black. Uh, they don't want him in there. So Charles Gostin ran. Uh, he was able to raise, I guess, they someone spent in the neighborhood of two hundred thousand um, dollars in this dark money, uh, political committee money. Now, what was this is the hypocrisy you mentioned? Kaiser Inning Dr. Inning who ran against me. They still bring this up four years later. They're bringing up this dark money and Charles Gostin. You know, she probably had 
two and a half million, maybe three million dollars of political committee money spent on her campaign. But they're making this huge deal about two hundred thousand dollars. And again, it's dark money for them. It's not dark money for Kaiser and King. Ken Cornell is the chairman or whatever the uh, principal. uh, I can't remember the title of these PCs. Ken Cornell is the principal of a political committee collecting money like this. But for me to do it, it's okay. And he'll justify it in some way. But for Keith Perry to do it or Stafford Jones to do it, no, that's unjustified. That's dark money. These people, come on. I mean, you know, you can say, hey, I hate dark money. I hate political contributions. But you can't do it. You can't criticize it and then do it yourself. Kaiser Inking did it. Rod Smith did it. Now Ken Cornell's doing it. Uh, but if I do it or some other conservative does it, we, we, it's not, it's not political contributions from concerned citizens. It's dark money. That's what they throw out. It's, it's incredible. But, but back again, what you talked about, about the, um, the independent thinker are not conservative enough or are not liberal enough to be on the commission. Again, just think where we are now. Think where we are with this, the same, every single county commissioner thinks almost exactly like, not all alike, but almost. I'll go back again to the parental rights bill or the other side, call it the don't say gay bill. If I think if we took a poll or if we had a thousand people, just a broad spectrum of people in Alachua County, we get a students, we get downtown Gainesville, we get people who live in high Springs, we get different people. We get a, we get a hundred people in a room, make sure they understand the bill. How many people would be for it or how many people would be against it? It'd be a good question. My guess is of the voters in Alachua County, an overwhelming number would be opposed to having first graders being taught this issue. However, five county commissioners, all five, voted to oppose this legislation. So in that one instance, and we can talk about roads and we can talk about other things as well but in that one instance it's a clear delineation between a group think of what five county commissioners think and what does the broad spectrum of Alachua County think and to think that Alachua County has fair representation not even close not even close my guess is you have 100 people you probably have about 80 percent of them think that that's wrong to teach first graders that they could be non-binary and five county commissioners that think it's okay. That's just one example of this group think that, that the at-large voting has led to this type of commission. And so, you know, again, the voters have a choice. So we can say, yeah, I don't care about that stuff. I don't care about traffic. I don't care about anything. Okay, then don't change. No, I do care about this stuff. It's important. It's important for the next generation. It's important for businesses to be successful. By, by the way, another thing with this, since you've been involved in the political system, if you think about back to this group thing in the city commission and the county commission and their environmental things, we're all to call people environmentalists that are crazy is, is, is a disservice to, to crazy people. Um, they um, they it's kind of this mentality where their policies and their procedures have led to where Alachua County has one of the highest poverty rates in the state of Florida. Highest poverty rates in the state of Florida when we have a community which is called by, if you did, uh, there's there's kind of these social tests out there. Alachua County, Gainesville would be called a, a community of talent. 
and they base talent on MDs, PhDs, masters, ba- uh, bachelor degree, AA degrees. If you look at that, if you look at Alachua County, we have an overwhelming high talent. Uh, I'm not quite sure I'd, I'd judge talent all that way, but uh, but we do. But we also have this super high poverty rate, one of the highest in the state. Of all 67 counties, I think we're 65th or something. So how do you have all the resources with the University of Florida, with UF Health, with all these other bio uh, companies and software companies? How do you have all of that here in concentrated in Alachua County, but you have this huge amount of people who are poor uh, in Alachua County? And it gets back to the policies of the city commission and the county commission for the last 20 or 30 years uh, that we have to break the cycle if we ever want to bring working class people out of this, if you want to bring poor people out of this, you got to change your policies. And we're not doing that with the current city commission. We're not doing it with the current county commission. And, you know, I would just drift over and pick up too while we're at it, um, the school board. Because what business is it of the county commission about educational issues other than how schools are affected by where neighborhoods go and, and, and zoning goes? That makes sense. But but for them to start talking about educational policies is not their purview. I would suggest that clearly. It's none of their business. That's why we have a school board, which is as incestuous, um, by and large, as what you've got in the other two. And so they're all tied together in that respect. And one, we're talking with Senator Keith Perry. We're going to take a break in a minute. One story I'll give you is uh, about the roads, Keith, which is uh, really kind of funny in a way and not sad. I was chair of the Rural Concerns Advisory Committee to the County Commission for 10 years. Uh, we built it into a very influential committee because the County Commission knew when, we, when I brought a report to them, by golly, they better not refute it because it was drained of any nonsensical in, input or I wouldn't have brought it to them, you know, so they, they knew that. But we had some ladies, Keith, who came to the committee frustrated who lived out in the country and wanted to know why the roads weren't being mowed anymore. And there's so much trash. And so I called in the head of public works and I said, these ladies want to know, you know, what's going on and what's with the roads. And they said, uh, well, and rather sheepishly because, you know, the head of public works also is subject to approval or disapproval by the county commission. So they sort of whisper <laughs> that, Almost single-handedly, Robert Carl Marks Hutch Hutchison, <laughs> one day in a knee-jerk way from the dais, suggested to the other like-minded individual that the image of prisoners cleaning the roads and mowing them was bad optics for people coming into Alachua County. So never did they consult the prisoners themselves who liked getting out and working. And never did they talk to the country ladies who roads went to heck in a handbasket. They just declared from the dais, no more convict labor on the roads. Mm-hmm. So I asked the public works director who was whispering all this, well, who is mowing the roads? And he says, our employees. I said, oh, so we're using paid employees now to mow the roads. What do you pay them? Well, he went through, um, they get retirement and all this sort of stuff. And then I said, the magic question, Keith, you know this from being in, in, in the government, where do you get the money to pay them? From the gas tax. Huh? They steal from the gas tax. So I ask them, 
Well, how do you how do you justify? Well, it's roads. <laughs> you got to take a break, or can I comment on that? No comment on it. We'll take a break after your comment. <laughs> well, well, and, and and again, this is a decision. Think about just, and, and we could do. There's there's hundreds of examples, and that's one example. So. I've been involved. A lot of people know I started a prison ministry program in Gainesville 27 years ago called House of Hope, a transitional housing for men and now women who get out of prison. So I've been involved this way before politics. But think about the uh, inmates working on the road crews. This went through when they canceled the contracts. The city didn't want them. The county didn't want them. They kind of forced, I think, even the university. We can't have them because of politics. Well, okay, did you... Did you delve into it? Do you understand what it means and what it does? Um, obviously, they didn't. No, they, did, they didn't care. They don't care of the realities. They don't care about costs. They don't care about the inmates. What they care about is optics, which you just said. We don't want optics because we care about these you know, crazy group of people that, that should sway us. I took a guy from the Chamber of Commerce. There was a little forum on that because they wanted to find out about it. And uh, Jeff Montgomery, great guy. He's been in the gas station business forever. He wanted to know more about it. I took him. We went out to the the uh, state uh, road work crews out on whatever, you know, East University Avenue right. where he goes out there. And we go on and he asked and we go up to the people who are sitting there now and he starts asking them about what they want, what do they like, what do they want. They're on this thing. You have to be, you have to work a certain and have no disciplinary things to even get sent to a, a road work crew. Those guys are saying, no, we want to do it. We, we in prison, in the regular prison, to get into a work camp, we have to, we have to have, exemplify certain characteristics and behavior to get onto one of these work camps. We want to be out there. I want you to think about another thing. This is what I've told people. If you're in prison, once you get out of prison, you and I want them to uh, exhibit a certain behavior, right? Certain characteristics and trends, work ethic, don't steal, blah, 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 on and on. If you don't exhibit that kind of behavior while you're in prison, you're not going to exhibit that behavior when you get out of prison. You have to exhibit in there. That's why I've been for criminal justice reform on the inside of training programs and other things. I'm in the roofing business. I didn't inherit this company. I grew up mopping hot asphalt, nailing shingles on. I know what it's like to do hard work. I'm there. That's what I started doing. I hire these guys. We send them out. I hope I hire people all the time. Could you imagine? Think of it this way. You haven't worked out in three years. You get a membership to Gainesville Health and Fitness Ship, and you go in there, and you're all excited. Man, I haven't worked out in three years. I'm going to be a workout. Go work out for eight hours. Go to Gainesville Health and Fitness and work out for eight hours, and then come back the next day and work for eight hours and work out. No, Of course, that's impossible. You would never do it. If you physically work, so we need both. We need training. We need education programs. I've been working on that for my 12 years while I've been up in Tallahassee. And we need physical work. You can't come sit three years in prison doing nothing, come work for Perry Roofing Company, go work for Gaston's Tree Service, go work for Oasis Landscaping. You can't physically do the work if you haven't had physical work while you've been in prison. You just can't do it. It's impossible. These, again, people don't care, hutch hutch and all those. They don't care. They care about optics, like you said. They don't care about reality. And what they do is they, they put people's lives both in jeopardy and their futures in jeopardy 
their ability to work in jeopardy by making these stupid decisions with zero thought and zero understanding. How do you know those guys? They can go out and talk to those people at the work camp. They can go out there and say, hey, what it is. Again, this is when you have five people who think exactly alike on almost every issue. That's the kind of results you're going to get. And what we're going to do is we're going to have terrible roads and we're going to pay a lot of money for city or county employees to do stuff when we have men and women who want to work and they're being denied that because of of policies that, again, again, if you have five people who think exactly alike, if you like the policies, we're going to keep it the way it is. We want to change. People better get out. They better uh, get some yard signs. They better call their, their friends to call their neighbors. They better get started emailing some people saying, hey, get out and vote yes on single member districts. If they don't do it, uh, we're stuck with another 20 or 30 years of the same stuff. That's right. And, and, you know, it's just remarkable that these ladies found us to come to us to talk about it. And they knew I would advocate for them to find out the truth. And uh, it wasn't, you know, it was like pulling teeth, basically get these guys to admit what they've done. And even aside from the optics, the disingenuous dishonesty really is unethical, I think, to rob from the gas tax and then somehow rationalize it by saying, well, we're taking care of the roads, really. I even pushed on that. How are you doing so? Oh, well, we get the water off the roads by keeping the grass uh, on beside it cut short. You know, come on, brother. You know, come on, man. Hey, <laughs> Hey, you got to give them credit for being creative for coming up with, you know, these kind of lines. <laughs> we'll be right back on the Ward Scott Files after we thank our sponsors. And but we can always use more and more donations to keep. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All these poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. 
Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Now for the weather brought to you by Lewis Oil. Good morning, good morning. Here we are back again at our bottom of the hour break a little bit late because we have such an engaging conversation going on with our state senator, Keith Perry, bringing you the weather compliments of our great uh, sponsor, Lewis Oil, Wendell Lewis, who uh, helps us out, helps us promote this show by sponsoring this show. And our show is all about keeping you informed in the public. It's kind of a community forum, really. And it's uh, in my point of view. I run it as a classroom, having been in a classroom, and you all are my students. And, um, you know, you take this information and you learn to think critically and do the right thing. We're looking at more delightful weather here. It's a spotty story I have on the rain. Uh, my wife was playing tennis yesterday um, down near the Millhopper, uh, San Francisco Forest at the club down there, and they got rained out. And I'm right across uh, here at the uh, uh, farm on the other side of the forest, and we didn't get a drop of rain. So <laughs> that's where we're going right now with the weather. It is, of course, uh, below 70 at night, so our grass isn't growing. Our cattle will be soon relying on hay we import uh, from our remaining rural uh, of pastures that we're trying to hang on to uh, as much as we can, particularly in Alachua County. There's so much pressure on the state of Florida now to turn into residential or commercial use our agricultural land. And we've got to make sure we maintain a balance and somehow, some way, protect our agricultural land. In fact, we're discussing that right now through single-member districts. If you have a district that has agricultural land in it, the chances are you may have somebody who understands the interest at stake in agricultural uh, sustainability in the real sense of the word. So uh, we also have a, a couple of things going on. Uh, we have a seventh hurricane uh, out in the Atlantic uh, called Martin. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Lisa made landfall as a hurricane, but we're down along the Mexican way, not here. Uh, we also, as I said, if you like to ski, we've had some big dumps out west and uh, as much as a foot of snow. So uh, that season is beginning early. When you get a foot of snow uh, right in the beginning of November in the Rockies, why well, strap them on and get out there because you're going to have a good time. I used to go out there a couple, three times a year and really enjoyed flying down the mountain. Uh, we're talking now with uh, Senator Keith Perry. He's got about another 10, maybe at the most 15 minutes with us. If you have a question, uh, put it in the chat line here and I'll pa pass it along. We are encouraging you to uh, vote yes on single member districts. It's going to be, I, I can predict this, and I think Keith will agree with me. This is going to be our best shot at this. If we don't get it this time, we're not going to get it. And if you're dissatisfied with the current political structure of Wallachua County, uh, this is your big opportunity to change it fundamentally, fundamentally alter the way it has become uh, solidified and entrenched in the same old, same old. So we are trying our best. We're going to start running some ads here in the last few days leading up to the election, advocating. But a big thing I've learned, uh, Keith, I'm sure you have, too. I had a very intelligent fellow, and this is just a representative conversation, uh, call me the other day, big businessman in town, and say, 
How am I supposed to vote on these single member districts? I don't know a thing about them. Golly, man, I tell you, I, I thought, oh, my golly. And this is one of the reasons why we didn't go the petition route, as you know, Keith, because can you imagine standing out there with a clipboard outside of a, 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 a big store and saying, here, would you sign a petition so we can get single member districts on the ballot? Imagine the blank stare you would get and how long you'd stand there with that clipboard in your hand, right? Trying to bring that person up to speed. <laughs> well, and, and that's exactly so where we are today. And like I say, we all work, we have jobs, we have families, we have events we do. And so to, to understand all of the issues that, that are out there is difficult. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. So that's why it's critical for people who understand, the people who say, okay, I get it. I understand the importance of it. If each person could go make phone calls. In the last two days, yesterday, yesterday I sent out 170 emails to people I know. I blind copied 170 people that I know. The day before that, I did 125 people. I have the same message. Get out. This is the most important thing we do in the county. And I sent it out. And if those people would just send it out to 10, 15, 20 people, every single person that understands the issue needs to send it out to their their friends. They need to make phone calls. I've got my list of names right here for this morning to start calling again. Uh, I was out last night at 9.30 at night putting signs up. We've got to get the, the people who understand the issue getting out and communicating with other people. we got four days. That's it. You know, we got the rest of this week. We've got Sunday uh, voting. Yeah, there's, been early early voting. there's been early voting too, Keith. That's what the, Well, it's early voting now. Now, Sunday, Saturday ends early voting, except for downtown. They do a special only for downtown. Uh, not anybody can vote, but they do the souls to the polls. And so they decided that uh, it's important not to vote in Alachua at Legacy Park. But on Sunday, wow. you, can, you can vote at downtown uh, there. But we've only got a few days left. And we've already had probably 30% of the people who have voted, either vote by mail or vote early. Um, make, make, pick up the phone. How hard is it to say, I'm going to spend 30 minutes today. Uh, my wife, who, who gets a little bit uh, excited about these things, has worked. Um, she stood for eight hours. Eight hours she stood yesterday at Tower Road Library. The day before that, she stood there for seven and a half hours. Oh, God bless her, Tower I'll Road tell you Library. what. Uh, okay. She understands the importance of it. I'm not asking people to spend eight hours standing at a polling place. They can go to an early voting and spend an hour. They can go there and spend two hours. Again, this will this this opportunity is not going to happen again. We will not have another opportunity for 20 or 30 years to change the dynamics. And this won't shift. This isn't going to solve all your problems in the county. I'm not. I'm not telling you it's going to. I'm telling you it's going to change enough to give us a little bit of better representation. From normal, average Joe, uh, especially people like you mentioned in agriculture, but it's just everybody else. We, we need a little bit more diverse uh, representation on the county commission. But if people don't take it seriously, if people are not going to go out and get involved, um, you know, throw, I tell people throwing your tennis shoe at the TV set doesn't qualify for being politically active. Uh, <laughs> you've got to do a little more than just yell at the TV set. So our, our yell um, when you're stuck in traffic on Newberry Road uh, trying to get home. Um, yelling at traffic doesn't qualify for political action. So <laughs> do a little bit. Get involved. Single member districts. Vote yes. Call your friends. Vote yes. And uh, and I I think if we do that in these last few days, uh, we pushed across the finish line. But it only it only happens with everybody's involvement. And you can certainly, if you're watching this show or you're here later on, we post it on wardscottfiles.com. It's on rumble.com. 
uh, you share that on your email linkage to all your friends. And then we pred the word that way. This show is going to go up and be posted in just a matter of minutes after it's finished. It will go to rumble.com where we encourage you to be one of our followers. Just uh, go to rumble.com. We, by the way, the story behind that, Keith, is uh, YouTube cut us off because we violated their community standards. So I turned around and fired YouTube. And uh, we went to rumble.com. So uh, that directs back to our page and we post back on our page. We also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all over the place. Uh, so you can, so there's a lot of ways to spread this show, our conversation, and educate people that way by linking to it. And it's up there in perpetuity. Uh, of course, our window of relevance right now is up until next Tuesday. So uh, we're pushing hard right now. This is a few days left. So be sure to do your part and spread the word if you're listening or you will be listening after the show, which a lot of people do. And by the way, the demographics on our show, uh, Keith, are kind of interesting. Most of the people who listen to this show are 65 years or older and just a few more percentage of men than women. So I find that interesting and that you get old enough to where you understand what you have at stake in politics. As a young person, you know, you don't even want, you know, the joke is the only time the college guys get involved is when the bars close at a different time, you know, and they go back and complain about that. Other than that, they, nothing floats their boat, you know, and I can't yeah, say and, I was any different. Yeah. And, and, and like I say, it, it's, it's difficult. I try to encourage in my business, if you think about um, everybody's business and personal life, how much government inter, inter, affects, interrupts in a lot of ways, impacts our lives. How much time does it do it? So we spend a lot of time and a lot of money buying insurance or doing this or doing HR or doing marketing. We do all this work in a business standpoint. Uh, we do all this work with our kids from an educational standpoint. We take our kids, we get them enrolled in sports. We do all, we invest so much into these issues in these areas, uh, but the average person invests hardly anything into the political world that has such a huge impact. If, if, if there was anything else in our business, if HR department impacted our business as much as government does, we, in HR, we'd spend a tremendous amount of resources. Or if we needed it in marketing, we'd spend a tremendous amount of money and, and resources in marketing or whatever it was in training. And yet we find people who just spend such little bit of time in the political process, but it has such an impact. Uh, and, and I tell this to young kids all the time. There's 96,000 students in my district today, 96,000. I've got UF, Santa Fe, St. John's State College, and Central Florida State College in Ocala, 96,000 wow. students. And I talk to them all the time. Part of the job I love really is talking to young people about their future and what, what what's happened. So, and I tell this sometimes, Ward, when you and I were growing up in Gainesville or wherever, every business was owned by an individual. Now almost every single business is owned by a corporation yeah. or a franchise. And so you have to ask yourself, how did that change in 50 years? Did people change? No, the government regulatory environment changed that doesn't allow young people to start a business anymore. And so the, the young people really need to be involved. They got the rest of their lives that we're going to be impacting them. Uh, on this, on these issues. So 
we got one issue now, single member districts. But after that, I'm, you know, people want to call me, meet with me, talk to me. We've got so many issues that are really going to impact either our lives, our children's lives, or our grandchildren's lives that we need to be more active, more aware. And we can't let the other side uh, dominate the political thing just because it's more important to them or they have more time um, than we do. Like I say, we all work full time. Uh, we're all pretty busy people. Uh, but we need to we need to carve out some of that time uh, for our future. Well, I'm going to let you go just a few minutes here because you got another commitment you have to step into. And I really appreciate you uh, coming on. And uh, we work together. I'm always willing to be available anytime you need to get the word out, if you will, about issues that are relevant to our community. And I uh, appreciate everything you do. And of course, you had Representative Chuck Clements help you with it. So that's um, been really important. What's to sum up for you who are listening and, and watching? Um, we had to really go to this extent to get this out to the public when it could have been done all along by the like-minded county commissioners who simply are protecting their power base. They don't want to let, they don't even want to take the chance that people might vote them into a different political structure. And they keep saying that, well, this will result in, there's no guarantee that you'll get Republican uh, commissioners? It's, it, no, you'll get a local commissioner. You may right. get a Democrat commissioner. Um, you know, right. come on, right? It has nothing to do with Republican Democrat. What it does have something to do is fair representation. We do not want the same people elected. Five five county commissioners are all elected by Gain, downtown Gainesville. Matter of fact, all the all the towns around nine out of ten towns and communities voted resolutions in favor of this. The only one that didn't was the city of Gainesville. And why? Because they dominate. This downtown city of Gainesville dominates all the county commission seats. You don't, you, you want to be on the county commission, you go through downtown Gainesville. It is incredibly unfair system uh, for the rest of us that li live in other areas of the county. So um, it's a, it's fair. I, I know that Stafford Jones has asked commissioner Cornell to publicly debate him. That has not happened. Ken Cornell will not take him up on that. I'll do that on the show here. Well, I like to get them both on here, by God. But yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about policy. Let's not throw names out and just say that we're racist, we're bigots, we're whatever we are. It's Tallahassee takeover. How can we take over Tallahassee when I give you as a citizen the right to vote on an issue? How is that a Tallahassee takeover? Again, they throw out words, they throw out phrases, and then they expect they don't want to talk about policy. It's just I'm going to throw out words that are buzzwords to get get some controversy going. Debate me on a policy. Anybody wants to call up anytime. You got anybody wants to debate me. Let's get on your show award. I'll, 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 I'll drop everything I have and I'll debate anybody on this issue. And let's talk about policies. And then people can make informed decisions on, based on the, the policies that's in, in front of them. Keith, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, we'll, we'll be in touch and uh, I'll get with you after the show. We'll ch uh, talk a little bit more about how we can team up on this issue. So uh, you got to go away. Thank you for being around, and we'll be talking soon. Thanks, Ward. Uh, we got about five more minutes here in the Ward Scott file, so I'll kind of sum up what Keith and I were talking about. Uh, this is the most important issue right now facing you locally, and this is the only chance you'll get to actually express your views on it. So really, um, if so many people who know uh, quite a little bit about government are suggesting to you that um, this would alter your form of government enough to where you might get uh, results that you uh, want to have in your interest in your area, this would be the way to do it. Uh, short of passing this time, uh, 
it'll be pretty much uh, turn out the lights, the party's over because this will not come this way again. Uh, these commissioners will never, ever put this issue on the ballot the way they do any of their environmental uh, issues that they put on the ballot. So they can do it. They could have done it a long time ago. All it would have taken was the three of them to agree to put it out there and it would have happened. And uh, it's not going to happen. So uh, you can take your uh, conclusions from that alone and ask uh, yourself what they are that they're afraid of. We don't know what's going to happen. We just want the people to have an opportunity to express themselves about the issue. But there's a lot of misinformation going on out there deliberately being spread by Cornell. I am going to see if I can hook up a debate with Cornell and somebody else, maybe Jones or maybe Keith, um, to see just for you to see these two people uh, square off with each other. And uh, you can draw your own conclusions from that. Uh, whether I'd get them both on, I know I'd get uh, Jones or Perry on, but uh, doubtful if I'd get Cornell, which tells you a lot. So um, meanwhile, I just want to give you a couple of updates. Uh, uh, um, Mr. Crabb, who's been a, an editor at the uh, Gainesville Sun for so long, Gainesville Sunset, is soon departing. And, um, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, you know, here's another example, kind of a one-sided uh, advocacy for the liberal point of view. The Gainesville Sunset has no one to blame but itself for its demise. Um, they have been very, you know, they kept, kept Ron Cunningham around. I thought we, I like Ron and know him personally. I've got a good relationship with him, but he is a mouthpiece for the left point of view. And they reprint him and they print him and they reprint him and they keep him around. People see through that. People have become frustrated with the Gainesville Sun. I have to say that I think uh, Jennifer Cabrera almost single-handedly with the Lottrell Chronicle has posed a real alternative to them. And people have more trust in what they read in the Lottrell Chronicle than they do with the Gainesville Sun. I hope people trust uh, what we do here. Uh, if we present something to you, we've researched it. And uh, we have been uh, leading several stories here for you for quite some time. One is the voter beep locally. And uh, two, of course, we're getting ready to talk in depth uh, very soon about the Boss Alt Riles uh, deal. And you'll get much more of the story than you've gotten from the press. There's a real story behind the uh, story that uh, has been put out by the state attorney that he worked with to drop the charges. What that worked with means is most interesting once you hear it. So appreciate all of you tuning in. Spread this word. Get out and vote for single member districts and support the Ward Scott Files either by offering to be a sponsor or making a contribution. Thank you so much and have a great day. Warthog Command Center out.